0: Feeling the American dream calling your name? Hold on to your passport, Global Go-Getters, because the Global Go-Getter podcast is your roadmap to success. From deciphering the school maze to mastering student finances like a financial ninja, we have got your back. Green card woos, house hunting hacks, we've cracked the code on those two. Join me. But Up aka Cash, as we navigate the exciting and sometimes quirky path of international life in the US. This is your one-stop shop for turning dreams into reality. Buckle up, future scholars, future homeowners, future green card holders, let's make your American adventure epic. In today's episode, we're going to talk about everything you need to know about OPT let's start off with the eligibility criteria so students must be in valid f1 status and have completed at least one academic full year at the time to be eligible to apply for opt opt can be pre-completion which is which basically means that while you're enrolled in an academic program or post-completion which means post graduation and students must not have exceeded 12 months of full time cpt which stands for curriculum practical training so you get up to three months of cpt per year and if you've not exceeded more than 12 months of cpt while you're in school you are eligible to apply for opt Now let's move on to the OPT application process. To get started, you're gonna have to obtain a new form I-20 from your DSO, which stands for designated school official um, that needs to endorse the OPT. And then after that, you're gonna have to prepare and submit the form 765. Form 765 specifically is called application for employment authorization and you're gonna have to send this to uscis a lot of the times your dso and your international students committee they're probably going to help you prepare and show you what all information you need to put down on your form i-765 applying for 765 does need a fee there are passport photos they need to take and there are other documents such as your I-20, I-94 and a copy of F-1 visa that that you'll have to attach with your 765 application. When you think about OPTs you're you're most likely thinking about post-completion OPT which is after you graduate and the duration is usually about 12 months for students that studied science, technology, engineering, or mathematics gives you up to 36 months of OPT after graduation. As far as being employed on OPT, students can engage in paid or unpaid work directly related to their major field of study. And you're allowed to work for as many employers as you want as long as you work at least 20 hours per week or full time. There are some reporting requirements uh, while you're on OPT. So participants must report any changes in employment status, address or contact information to your designated school official within within 10 days and the DSOs, are required to update the CVis system with all the information that you provided them. If you are eligible to apply for STEM OPT extension, to even be eligible, the job must be with an eVerify participating company, and this must be directly related to your STEM degree. The students would have to submit form i-983 which is training plan for stem opt students to their dso and then you can file up to 60 days before your post-completion opt expires there are some milestones associated with this so every 12 months you're going to have to go to this to the uscis's website and answer a few questions And your DSO will make sure that those questions are answered, or they might even ping you if you don't. So, during the initial 12 month OPT period, students are allowed a total of 90 days of unemployment. For some reason, if you are laid off from your job, you are allowed a total of 90 days of unemployment, or if you are under STEM OPT extension that allows an additional 60 days of unemployment. So while you're on OPT, you can travel in and out of the US. However, it does require that you have a valid employment authorization document, so that EAD card that you would get. Once your form 765 gets approved, you would get an employment authorization document And this is one of the documents you need to travel in and out of the US. And it's also recommended that you keep your job offer or your current verification of your employment letter with you when you travel, because when you come back to the the States, the port of entry officer might question you and it's just good to have all, all of your documents handy with you. The re-entry may be challenging if the EAD has expired. So you want to make sure that your EAD does not expire while you travel in and out of the U.S. and also want to make sure that your F-1 visa is valid. For a lot of the students that come to the U.S., they'll have five years of visa on their passport and say you go to school for four years and then you might essentially have a year left after you graduate. So it might not be a bad idea to travel out of the country if you're planning on before your OPD expires. So when you apply for form 901, um, which is the CVis, there is a associated fee with that. Um, as As of 2024, the fee is $350 and you'll have to pay this before applying for OPT, they will give you a receipt and you wanna make sure you keep this receipt for any future references. So a lot of the students see OPT as a stepping stone, right, your status will still be F1 because OPT is just a training under F1 and many students will then transition to H1B for longer term employment, so you graduate, you're under OPT, say so if you if you have STEM, you're under OPT for 36 months and your employer might decide to apply for H-1B every year, which means that you could, at, at any point in that 36 months, you could transition to H-1B. Or if your employer is generous enough, they might even apply for your green card or start the green card application. So understanding the timeline and requirements for transitioning to other visa categories is is crucial. If you can, you should encourage your employer to to file for H-1B or at least get you in the lottery every year. If you can, I would talk to your employer and ask them to start your green card process because you can still start a green card process while you're under F1. You don't even need a H-1B, but it's just, but like we talked about in the everything you need to know about H-1B episode, it is preferred if you have H-1B before you file for a green card because H-1B is a dual intent visa, whereas F1 is a non-immigrant visa, so definitely want to Make sure you understand the timeline and requirements for transitioning to other visa categories. Students do get a 60-day grace period after you're done with your OPT to either leave the US, transfer to another institution, or change to another visa status. This might be different from one person to the other, and this is true even if you have the stem opt extension some students might decide to go to grad school some might decide to leave the us altogether. or if you are marrying a u.s citizen you can start filing for green card there are regulations and compliance associated with opt so you want to adhere to all regulations and maintaining legal status in the U.S. Is, is, is very critical because if you don't, it can result in the loss of your F1 status and you'll be, you'll be kicked out of the country. Understand that your DSO or designated school official is a phenomenal resource for guidance and updates. Should you have any questions, you should always reach out to the DSO or their team and utilize the resources that your school has provided because they'll come in very handy. In a nutshell, it is crucial for students to understand the entire OPT process. You want to adhere to the reporting requirements and stay informed about policy changes. Definitely seek any guidance even before applying for OPT while you're in OPT and as you might be nearing the end of OPT, you wanna consult with your DSO. And if there's anything complex with your specific situation, you wanna consult with your immigration attorney that might be available to you from your employer and that can help you navigate the complexities of OPT. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Global Go-Getter Podcast. We hope you found valuable insights and tips to fill your journey as an international student in the United States. Remember, whether you're navigating the intricacies of finding the perfect school, mastering personal finances, or dreaming of putting down roots with that dream home, your goals are within reach. Stay tuned for more episodes packed with practical advice, inspiring stories, and the occasional dose of humor. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share the podcast. Keep those questions coming, and let's continue this conversation on our socials. You're not alone on this adventure, fellow go-getters. Until next time, keep dreaming big and thriving in the U.S.